Drunk Dish contains adult language that may not be appropriate for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. So, anyways, hello and welcome to Drunk Dish, where three delicious dishes explore food history and get pickled in the process. This is episode 52, by the grace of God, and we'll be talking about um, some Civil War spy shit that somehow has something to do with food. (laughs) I'm Melissa. I'm Kate. (laughs) I'm Amy. I was listening to one of our old episodes the other day. it's It's been a while. Yeah. Well, yes, that's true. But I was listening to one of our old episodes the other day and we forgot what order we went in then. And it was like within the first 10 episodes. We've only done it right for like a handful of times because that was when I started looking at the little script thing and realized, oh, I'm supposed to go second. I always thought I was just being kind by deferring. It's fine. Uh, so now that we've introduced ourselves, every episode, uh, Kate asks us one food-related question. So, Kate, what is this episode's question? Okay. Easy peasy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's been fucking balls hot, right? Like, it has been yeah. mm-hmm. stupid mm-hmm. weather mm-hmm. hot. Mm-hmm. Gross. Mm-hmm. We have a little bit of pre-summer heat wave. Ugly. Yeah. Hate it. Um, the question is, what do you eat? When, for dinner when it's too goddamn hot to cook anything and the heat mm-hmm. is making you not want to eat anything and because you're an adult you can't just eat ice cream uh, you can just see eat. okay that's the first thing i thought was <laughs> okay so the key word there is you're an adult yeah you can do whatever the fuck so you want you can actually eat ice cream for dinner <laughs> if you want to is it healthy is it the best decision should you do it all the time no, but sometimes. No. But I mean, we but have like five, five days eat. in a row that were miserable. So if like five nights ice of ice cream for dinner. Ice you cream, will- popsicles, uh, <laughs> ice cream again. Popsicles are just juice. That's not enough substance for a dinner. Ah, it fills your belly. Does it? <laughs> <laughs> like five popsicles maybe fills your belly. It's like half a cup of juice. I yeah. made my cocktail tonight with popsicles. Well, we know Ooh. that that's a, that's that's. A, a clear win on your part, always. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Coming here but, with the, the white trash but cocktails. Yeah, so as an adult, you can 100% have ice cream for dinner if you so choose. That is your right mm-hmm. as an adult person. Yep. Um, but, and I mean, I don't cook dinner normally, so I have the luxury of not really having to worry about it. Um, but often, if it is really, really hot, we'll probably just end up ordering food. Yeah. Have if somebody too, else's kitchen heat too up. bad because we do have yeah we do have AC but it's awful and loud and only really condition air conditions one room mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> so we have to like crank it and get it really cold in the living room in order for it to get into the kitchen where if Greg's cooking he's fucking sweating his balls off out there um so often if it's really exceptionally hot we'll probably just like order but yeah. like when it's that hot do you get to a point where just nothing sounds good nothing sounds no. oh no 
Oh. Now, a pizza always sounds oh, good. Oh, yeah, pizza no. always okay. sounds good. Really? Okay. All right. So yeah. easy. You just pick it up out of the box and you shove it in your face. You barely have to move. Yeah. It's, it's great. I definitely have like a, like a, I don't know, like a, a bit of regret afterwards. Like if I'm eating really heavy or greasy food mm-hmm. and it's a hot well, yeah, day. Yeah, because then you feel not great. Then yeah. Then I feel not great. But like there's, there's at no point where I hesitate the eating of it. Like I think like <laughs> nah. I shouldn't do this, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stop it's myself. Pizza. It's pizza. Um, I also do really love just a salad yeah. okay. on a really, really hot day. Like just a fresh mm-hmm. salad. Like either I'll get that like chicken kebab salad from the place that we love. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or if I make a salad, I'll put like watermelon and and like mm. strawberries in it to make it nice and cool and a nice fresh. summertime salad. Yeah. Stuff that I already have chopped up in the fridge or whatever. And I can just like throw in a bowl. Yep. I don't have to worry about it. Um, but again, I'm, I have a, the luxury of the fact that my husband cooks most of the dinner. So. Yeah. This question's probably better for him, I guess. <laughs> Hold on. Let me text him. You guys continue discussion. I'll ask him. Yeah. So, Amy, is it is it pizza? Is it always just pizza? I mean, not always. We uh, we do not live in a place that has as many takeout options as as you two do. Right. Um, and there's no delivery. So if I order takeout, it involves me getting off my ass and getting okay. in a car and driving somewhere. So I am more likely to make sure the kids are fed and maybe like do like a bagel or something for myself, like do something that's not actually cooking. Um, Or if I I frequently have like meetings and stuff in the evening because I overschedule myself with life. You? (laughs) Yeah. And if I'm in town, if I'm in town, if I'm already out, I will just I will get something to eat because I don't want to have to but like a nice sandwich like there's a really good sandwich shop in town i'll go to um the other day i did have ice cream for dinner um and then i went to i had a meeting in the evening and i joked like i was like the people at the meeting were like oh where did you eat already where did you eat and i said yeah i actually had ice cream for dinner because what's the point of being an adult if you can't do that once in a while (laughs) and the the women in the meeting were like oh yeah totally you go and then the like one guy was like let me tell you about diet culture and how what you did is actually horrible for your body oh my god oh okay oh my god and I was I am like literally seeing red right now yeah first of all shut the fuck up this is not the time or the place for you to fucking mansplain about diet culture to a woman who lives in the world right right who's experienced that fucking diet culture thrown at them Every day, every yeah. night since yeah. they were a fucking little baby. Yeah. I, oh, and it was it was not to m- mention everybody fucking knows ice cream's not good for you. Right. You're not like, eating it thinking, oh, this is healthy for me. I'm doing a good thing for my body. Right. Like I fully was aware that I was making a poor life choice and I cho- chose to do it anyways, because sometimes your mental health needs that. Or sometimes yeah. like sometimes yeah. you need sometimes to do your need that shit. I I, so, I feel like I would not have been able to resist being like, oh, the diet culture that's been pushed on me since I was old enough to walk. Yeah, I I like laugh. Please tell me more about that. In like, like the, oh, really? Have you ever had a ribeye steak for dinner? Because fuck off. Right, right. Like there's <laughs> so like have you ever had about, anything fried for dinner? Because exactly, fuck off. exactly. Like, and he and I like jokingly said to like try and like politely be like, shut the fuck up. I don't want to talk about this with you. 
um, I I jokingly said, well, does it still count if the ice cream's organic? Because it was organic. So I was like, jokes I'm on him. Jokes joke. on him. It was it was avocado ice cream from the TB12 <laughs> diet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he kept fucking going. So I just, I stopped making eye contact with him and I turned my body physically away from him and he eventually stopped talking. I don't know at what point, but I just... Yeah. didn't look That's at him. That's the sort of comment that would often get me in trouble at work. Yeah. Because I would turn around and go, oh, hold on. Let me tell you about this part of culture that you're trying to explain to me. Let me tell you about it. Yeah. Oh, you got me all worked yeah, up. I, not a By fan. By the way, Greg says I'm eggs sorry. and bacon. I'm sorry. Probably because it's quick, quick and easy. Eggs and bacon? Oh, yeah. No, he's right. I we mean, do bacon, often it, if like... Cooking That's bacon like an when it's bacon 90 fucking degrees in my kitchen is the last the thing, thing I would ever want. Well, but you can also put it in the oven. I do put it in the oven, but it still oh, yeah. like makes the oven it'll hot. Heat, and Yeah, it'll ugh. heat the house up. Yeah, no. I Like if it's it's really warm and we don't really feel like doing anything, we'll do breakfast for dinner. That's oh what he'll do. Like, he'll do potatoes, eggs, and bacon because it's oh. easy and quick. Wow. Wow. If you're going to cook something, it's quick. Yeah, eggs yeah. for dinner. Yeah, that's a good that's a good hot hot weather dinner. But oh, I, I was would like never a good cook- hut? I would never cook bacon when it's 95 degrees out. But I usually yeah. have cooked bacon on hand because I like I love bacon. So you so. cook it on mass. And <laughs> yeah. like, I remember when I made that candied bacon for the show. That was shit like, was and like you ate like all of it. All which, of it. I mean, thank you. And then my that tummy was doing hurt. A ser- that was doing a service to me to not have it around because it was really good. And I don't even really love bacon that much. No, but that like, stuff was, was killer, though. Was that delicious. stuff was like. Good. Well, Kate, you were just starting like all your nutrition stuff uh-huh. at the time, so I think you had like a quarter of a piece. Yeah, I, and I felt so bad. No, it was <laughs> it was like I think it was, and maybe it was one of those things where I hadn't had anything delicious that was bad in like two weeks or three weeks. So I was just like, <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah, it was really good, mm-hmm. and and Amy made sure that we didn't have any left. She was doing. You're welcome. Good. She was doing her part. Yeah. yeah. I'm a human Kate, garbage disposal. Um, it's <laughs> did we talk definitely you? like a salad for me. Like that's mm. the only thing. Um, when I was a kid, we used to joke and have um, like f- corn on the cob and that would be dinner. Like if it was really, really hot, it would just be like corn on the cob is dinner or yep. um, c- because we always had a garden, it would be like cut up tomatoes and cut up cucumbers just with salt and pepper on them Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. just like a big plate of that and it was those were some of the best dinners I can ever remember (laughs) as a kid um (laughs) so I definitely think the like yeah crisp green Mm -hmm. does Dan eat salads no no so what do you do for what do you guys what does Dan do I Mm. I don't know. We fucking eat something. Who yeah, gives a I don't shit? Know. Um, probably He's an adult. like hot dogs. Himself. I, you know, like I think that's Ooh, the other... hot dogs in a jar. He just pulls one out like a pickle and shoves it down I his gullet. I think that we might get divorced if I actually watched <laughs> him walk out. And he's just got his little fingies in that freaking yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. or not pickle juice, hot dog juice. Yeah. And he's yep. just shoving them in his mouth yeah. right out of the fridge. No. Yep. Mm-hmm. Do any of you do that? Any of you eat cold hot dogs? No. No, I did when I was a kid, for sure. I, there were times I mean, when where I was we a kid. I ate bologna. Out of the, 
Isn't that like the same kind of meat? I mean, it's kind of the same, but I'm talking about you take a cold hot dog out of the fridge, out of the package, and you just bite it into it and eat it. No. Like how psychos eat a thing of string cheese. Yeah, mm. no. Yeah, Just no. mowing on a hot dog. Definitely no. I wouldn't do that now. I mean, like the only time I would ever eat bologna too, though, would it would be fried. <clears throat> so like a fried bologna sandwich. Yeah, we like, never did that when I was a kid. Yeah, I never fried bologna. Oh yeah, it's it's real really good. good it but is we really never, good. Bologna was the only sandwich meat I would eat when I was a kid. Yeah, you can't you That's can't it. see any hint that it was once a living thing, right? Yeah, no, and it I felt just liked very it. safe because yeah. we're so as as Americans uh, disconnected from our food source. You know, very smooth. Yeah, <clears throat> you don't have to worry about there being any weird bits in it. It's just. No weird bits. <laughs> Perfection, really. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was just going to say also like, yeah, a sandwich, like a, you know, um, I did. I was making a lot of like chicken Caesar wraps last week because mm. um, that's, you know, you can just make that all that chicken ahead of time and then just wrap it yeah. up or put it in a bowl and it's delicious. And that's kind of what we did tonight. We just had random stuff and ground chicken and Greg just like he threw ground chicken onions and cabbage in a skillet with spices and then like I had these tomato basil wraps and we had a bunch of different sauces from different dinners in the fridge we had like tzatziki we had like special sauce for like burgers we had this like chipotle ranch sauce so we and then we had like tomatoes and stuff so we kind of just built our own that sounds yummy yeah that, that was it was really good I, let me tell you I was I was suspicious <laughs> Like, I don't know about this dinner. He's like, I don't either. Who knows what's going to happen? Uh, but let's use this stuff. Okay. It was, it well, was I really mean, good. Special sauce makes everything taste good. And, I use the special sauce. And good mm. tzatziki makes everything taste good. So. And, yeah. and technically what he made, I don't think it's actually tzatziki, but it's a similar concept. It's yogurt and spices dill and mint. And and deliciousness. Dill. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Delicious. It's really good. But yeah. anyways, yeah, we're kind of out of the heat wave now. So that's nice. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> not summer yet. And we went, I was proud of, we thought, oh, well, we're not going to get all our walks in this week because it's going to be like 8 million degrees. And we went every day, three mile walk in like 90 plus degree, 70% humidity mm. weather. Good for Drink you. a lot of water though. Yeah. Really got my water intake up. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh. So, Melissa, what are you going to be uh, making for a drink tonight? <laughs> Thanks, Amy. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm distracted. I saw. It's okay. Um, so, tonight we're going to talk about the Sazerac, which Did makes you say me that think again? of Sazerac. Sazerac. That's a made up Sazerac. word. It makes me think of. Um, Sassafras. Yes. Makes me think of Star Wars. Like I feel or, like it's some Ooh. Yeah. It's like, like Sarek. Like um 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 Spock's dad's name. Yeah. Whoa. That took me a hot minute to remember Spock. I remember his dad's name, but Spock wasn't did coming you just, to me. Did you just hop from Star Wars to Star Trek? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because it's a Star Trek name, not a Star Wars name. Okay. I was I'm thinking just, this is a drink that we would be drinking at the cantina. Yeah, that's what it kind of yeah. feels like. Or like something that the Sarlacc, right? Isn't that the thing? A Sarlacc? Oh, yeah, yeah the Sarlacc. Sarlacc yeah, yeah. 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 He, that guy drinks, yeah, that guy drinks this drink. The Sarlacc loves Sazerac. Yeah. 
Say that ten times fast. Mm-hmm. I can't. Um, I'm already a little bit drunk, so probably not going to attempt that. So um, the Sazerac is quite a cocktail. Um, we'll get into the history of it, but first we're going to talk about what's actually in it. So absinthe, Ooh. which I went and I bought some. And then when I got home and I researched, I realized I didn't buy absinthe. <laughs> I bought basically like an absinthe substitute. So I bought Perinod, which is a very famous French herbal liqueur. And I thought that that was also the same as absinthe. But apparently it doesn't have the wormwood in it. So like the reason absinthe was, you know, banned for so long was because it could have hallucinogenic properties and stuff because of the wormwood. So Perinod, 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 it's kind of like a substitute for that so while it's not absinthe it is 136 proof oh jesus Um, but we're only using it to rinse the glass so it's barely a quarter ounce but now i have that so (laughs) (laughs) we'll be seeing her we'll be seeing her in the future even though it's anise flavored and gross um (laughs) then one sugar cube if you don't have sugar cubes you could just use one um teaspoon of granulated sugar just Mm -hmm. plain white granulated sugar um Half a teaspoon cold water, three dashes Peychaud's bitters, two dashes Angostura bitters, one and a quarter ounces rye whiskey, one and a quarter ounces cognac, and a lemon peel to both spritz over the top and garnish the drink. Fancy. Um, Yeah. So to make this, you're going to rinse a chilled rocks glass with the absinthe. Um, discarding any of the excess and then you set that aside. Then in a mixing glass, you're going to muddle the sugar cube water and both of the bitters together. Then you're going to add the rye and cognac, fill the mixing glass with ice and stir until well chilled, and then strain into the prepared glass that you did the absinthe rinse in. And then you're going to twist the lemon peel over the drink um, to express its oils and garnish with the spent peel. Nice. Um, So it's gross. Oh, Oh, no. Boo. Oh, no. It's not gross. It's not gross. That's not fair. It's not gross. It is a beast of a cocktail yeah like it'll knock you on your ass it's got a lot of muscle it's very flavorful mm-hmm. um and we'll kind of get into well i'll talk real quick about the um cognac and how the brandy and the uh, rye whiskey kind of play together but real quick we'll just get into the um history of it it's it's a pretty it's a pretty short one um but it is thought to be the world's oldest cocktail um, so the term cocktail didn't appear until the early 19th century, and that is right around when the Sazerac came to be, which was sometimes sometime in the 1830s, but maybe before it's a cocktail. So, again, it's still a little bit up in the air. We we kind of have it down to an area. It was invented and in, we know it was invented in New Orleans um, and we kind of have like the a bit of the time frame. Um, so it was a local variation. It's very similar to an old fashioned um, using cognac or whiskey, not generally both. Um, and originally <laughs> it was named for the Sazerac de Forge Feel, um, which is a brand of cognac brandy that was originally its like main ingredient. So the original recipe only used brandy. Um, it may have been invented in what is now known as the Sazerac House. The Sazerac House was originally known as the Sazerac Coffee House. At the time, New Orleans referred to their alcoholic establishments as coffee houses um, because they thought they were too refined to like go to saloons or pubs. 
Um, and at the time, or well, I should say around 1859, there were more than 200 lifted, uh, listed coffee houses in New Orleans at the time. Wow. But Sazerac Coffee House was like one of the big ones. Um, so there does exist a version of the Sazerac, uh, Sazerac House now, which we'll talk about in a second. But they lay claim to inventing the cocktail. But um, more people actually believe that it was more likely first created some years earlier at a nearby pharmacy where Antoine Peychaud produced his propi- proprietary bitters, which are Peychaud's bitters. Um, and that was possibly as early as 1930, which would have been a little bit before. By 1857, Peshad took out an ad to tout his product's availability at the Sazerac House and other principal coffee houses in the city. Um, and it also said that Peshad's bitters had an agreeable taste, um, and that's not least of its recommendations. They also claimed that it was a good restorative tonic for cases of general debility. So, you know, you're having a case of general debility. <laughs> that's good to swig know. some Peshad's bitters. Fun fact about bitters is people will often get a bitters cocktail because they're trying to not um, drink alcohol. Um, but where I would just want to remind people that bitters per volume is actually way more alcohol than basically any liquor on a bar shelf. It's, you just use it in such small amounts, but it is made with liquor and herbs. That's literally what bitters are. So if you're trying to stay away from alcohol, maybe don't get like an Angostura spritz. Because it still has alcohol in it. Anyways, PSA over. Um, <laughs> so so it was probably made by Antoine Peychaud. But of course, like I said, the Sazerac House lays claim to its invention. It then became super famous all over the United States. It was the signature cocktail of the Sazerac House, obviously, and the official cocktail of New Orleans. Um, now back to the combination of spirits. It was originally made as a combination of cognac, brandy, absinthe, Peychaud's bitters and sugar through the years um, rye whiskey replaced the brandy Hmm. but in this specific recipe it uses both cognac and whiskey to try and soften the drink a bit because like I said it's already a pretty harsh drink and without the brandy the whiskey just like punches you right in the face so the brandy gives you a little bit more like floral and fruity in the drink which is nice Um, Unfortunately, the original Sazerac house was demolished in the late 19th century. Um, And today the site is occupied by a Walgreens drugstore. Gentrification. But a new one that includes a museum was opened in 2019. It's on Canal Street in New Orleans. So if you're going to New Orleans, take a stop at the Sazerac house. It's like I looked at pictures online. It's pretty big. It's like multiple floors and it's like a museum and everything. It's beautiful. Um, But the original one is no longer there. Unfortunately, and hasn't been there for a long time. When I read that a Walgreens replaced it, I thought like, oh, I'm going to read that it got demolished in like 2012 and then Walgreens moved in. But now it got demolished, you know, like 100 years ago. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that that's all I got about the Sazerac, the world's oldest cocktail. That's That's really neat, though. I mean, oldest cocktail because it's most likely the first one that was actually called a cocktail. Mm. If that makes any sense. Obviously, mixtures of alcohol and and liquors were around long before the 1830s, but they weren't necessarily called cocktails. Yeah, Yeah, I think it's cool. Very cool. Uh, So, Amy, tell us about these spies and shit. Yes. So first, I want to uh, give credit where credit is due 
Um, I have been numbing myself by watching TikTok endlessly. Um, and it's it's dangerous. It is dangerous. I like when you get the little thing that tells you to go to bed. Yeah, it's like, hey, because you know what? Yeah, you've then been you know you're on to something. You're about to find the truth. Yeah, yeah. They don't Definitely. want you to keep scrolling because you're going to learn something. Where all the videos of people being magnetized from their vaccines are is right <laughs> at the end of that warning. <laughs> but have you I seen the one? I didn't get magnetized. <laughs> Me neither. Have you seen the one? So it's like God this lady it. has like a, I don't know, it's like a plastic spoon. or It can't be plastic. I don't even know what it is. It's some <laughs> sort of utensil stuck to her forehead. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I got the vaccine and look at this. And then it's a, it's a stitch. So another woman comes in and she's like, bitch, you got half a container of Crisco on your face. A Buick would stick to that. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's another another video of a guy who's like putting uh, keys to his his vaccine site and they're sticking and someone commented like put baby powder on it. You look greasy as fuck. And he put he made another video and he's like, "Okay, fine, I'm putting baby powder on it and you're going to see it's not just that I'm sticky or oily. You're going to see that it's that I magnetize. And then he puts baby powder on and tries for like the whole fucking 60 seconds of the video to get the key to stick and it doesn't stick anymore. Why would he post the video? And then he says, I want to apologize. So he. Oh, okay. He like realized he was a fucking idiot wow good for him yes but there's lots of like funny ones now where people are just taping spoons to their face and like yeah <laughs> but yeah I, anyways i TikTok's don't great i don't TikTok's do great the, and horrible yeah <laughs> yeah i don't do it i have never done that yes but I, um, I so i find a lot of like history tiktokers and science tiktokers on tiktok very interesting and there is a content creator that i follow taylor cassidy She's on TikTok and Instagram and stuff, but she posted a video, which is really funny and short, but about the the story that I'm going to tell you. So it, it led oh, okay, me down cool. this rabbit hole. So I want to give credit yeah, where credit is due. Shoot her link or if when like we're posting on social, if you just want to give her a shout out or. Yes, definitely will. So um, and she's on YouTube, Instagram and TikTok. So she's she's really. What was it again? Uh, Taylor Cassidy. Taylor Cassidy. Yeah. That's 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 easy. That's two first names. Yeah, it is two first names. I wrote it in the notes so I wouldn't forget. Can't can't trust can't trust people <laughs> with two first names though. Uh, I'm just saying. I it depends. I feel like you can't trust men with two first names. Oh, is that okay? Yeah, that I think sounds that's the accurate. thing. That sounds right. Yeah. That that feels right. <laughs> um, so today I'm gonna be telling you about a famous Civil War spy, Mary Jane Richards. Nice. Yes. Very excited. She's super, super cool. So she was born into slavery um, and she used the societal expectations of her intelligence and her abilities to infiltrate the Confederate White House and spy for the Union throughout the Civil War. Um, I feel like we've mentioned her before. I don't know if we have. I feel like then we mentioned someone else doing basically the same thing. We might, yeah, we might have. I'm sure there were a lot. There I'm were sure lot. there were a lot of slaves that were. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Mary Jane Richards, sometimes she's called Mary Elizabeth Bowser or Mary J. Garvin or Mrs. John T. Denman. She had lots of different names that she went by. Probably because she was a spy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, she got married at some point, so she took her husband's last name, which is the less exciting of the reasons why she has different names. Um, But she was born into slavery in 1839. 
Um, and she's born on a plantation that belonged to John Van Lu in Richmond, Virginia. And John Van Lu sounds like a very Southern name. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you have to say it with a Southern accent. Um, <laughs> Van Lu dies like when Mary's nice. like four or five years old. Yeah. Nice. Love it. Um, and when he dies, his daughter, Elizabeth, convinces her mom that they should free all of the people that they have enslaved. Um, part of the go reason, Elizabeth. Yeah, go Elizabeth. So Elizabeth had been like educated at a Quaker school and Quakers were vehemently um, anti-slavery. They were outspoken abolitionists at the time. Um, so when Elizabeth comes home from schooling up in Philadelphia, she has these abolitionist perspectives um, and she convinces her mom that slavery is actually horrible and evil and they should stop it. So they free all of the people that are enslaved on their plantation and then they take all of Van Lu's money and purchase all of the relatives of all the people that had been enslaved on their plantation and also grant them their freedom as well. So they Holy shit. Yeah. So they like go out of their way to try and and reunite families that had been separated. It's through. amazing, but it also feels like that's yes, thank you. That's the least you could do. Right. Well, no, yeah. it's amazing. Totally, yeah. You have to look at it with the lens of of the time it was. Oh, but yeah. like also that's a basic you're treating us like human, human beings right. kind yeah. of <laughs> like yay yeah um totally so um so they reunite they work to reunite the families and then elizabeth van Lu, she takes a liking to mary and pays um to send her to school to a quaker school it was called the quaker school for negroes um mm-hmm. up in philadelphia And she pays for her education. And then when Mary's done with her education, Elizabeth hires her um, to work in her household. So also, like, still, like, they freed all of the enslaved people and they reunited families, which, like, yay. But then they were hiring these people, which they obviously needed to make a living. But, like, there's also the question, too, of, like, were they paid a living wage at that time? And Yeah. And you got to look, like... It's been a thing for me to learn that abolitionist doesn't necessarily mean not racist. Right. Right. Like lots of abolitionists were insanely racist. They just weren't like as racist, yes. I guess, as yes. people like like they saw people of a different color as human, mm-hmm. but they still thought they were less than. So it doesn't mean that right. they are necessarily get a pass because they weren't racist. They were probably racist. Yes. The I, the good <laughs> thing about Elizabeth is that I tried to find like any sign that she, you know, maybe wasn't the angel that history paints her as and I couldn't find sure. anything. It doesn't mean that, that that she was perfect, obviously. They're which, sidebar. Sidebar. Yes. There have either of you <laughs> do either of you have HBO Max? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um did you watch the Nevers? I've watched the first Oh my God, it's two episodes. so good. Look, I know it's problematic because of Joss Whedon, but he's not the showrunner anymore. He left. I know. Before it was done. My my biggest criticism with it was that the first couple episodes at least fall into like the maiden mother crone archetype. And then there's an evil bisexual. So like that to me feels like really lazy writing. Um, I mean, there's more than one bisexual, <laughs> but no. And like, no, it's not. I mean, there's definitely some in the first few episodes, especially there's a lot of that Joss Whedon style feminism. Yes. Where the ladies like powerful men and their more powerful wives or whatever. Mm-hmm. But what I was going to say was in it uh, at one point, the the doctor in it who was black 
is talking to someone else and they're like, oh, this this person helped us so much, though, like they can't they would never be bad. And he says the most altruistic people sometimes are the most evil. He said the family that like brought him from Haiti so that he could learn to be a doctor said some of the worst stuff to him when he lived with them. He said he almost tried to go back to Haiti because they were so cruel to him, oh, wow. even though they brought him over yeah. and, and enabled him to go to medical school and to become a doctor. Well, medical school then, whatever yeah. that looked like, which was probably like a week long course <laughs> where you dissect a goat or something. And they're like, all right, go do it on humans. They dissected what, cadavers. What show is this? Human beings. The, the Nevers. Nevers. It's, it's typical Joss Whedon fair, except more steampunk. Yes. So it's Victorian era. Women get strange powers. It's, it's X-Men set in Victorian era London. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm here yeah. for all that. Yeah. There's a lot of beautiful women in it. Yep. Um, and it's a very interesting story, especially when you get towards the... So the first half of the first season ended. So I think there's like six episodes. There's a whole nother half season to get filmed. Oh. Um, but the first half ended and the like some nut shit happens. Anyways, okay. if you're not watching the Nevers, I understand if you're taking a stance because it's Joss Whedon. Mm-hmm. But he left and we shouldn't punish all of those actors and actresses and everybody else that worked so hard on the show. And it's a really good show. OK. It, it does have problems. Chance. It's not perfect. Yes. OK. So anyway, sorry, Elizabeth over Elizabeth and Mary. Right. So Mary's <laughs> yeah. gone to school. BFF, she's probably lesbian. She's learned. Well, the, uh, there's a book published about them that's called like their special friendship. And I want to read the book Ooh. now because I'm like, were they lesbians? But also Elizabeth is oh, older than her God. by like a significant. So like maybe and and I mean, that would be an unfortunate <clears throat> power dynamic. But yeah, still oh, in lesbians. multiple in multiple ways. Right. Right. Former slave owner. <laughs> Right. And older. Yes. Yes. So lots of, <laughs> if that if that is, I don't know if I stay in that Whatever, I want to see the movie and there better be a hot sex scene. <laughs> um, so Elizabeth, uh, like I said, she's she came from like a money moneyed family. Right. So her dad, John mm-hmm. Van Loo, had left them a bunch of money in addition to the plantation. Elizabeth tries to use that that power for good um because of her family's wealth she's in all of the like social circles that one needs to be in in richmond virginia um which means Mm -hmm. a lot of confederate um military circles so civil war breaks out and it's widely known that elizabeth is an abolitionist but she so like you think that she would be in danger, but her money's wealth helps to insulate her a little bit and well, her also, social status and yeah. her social status. And she gets this like kind of like a reputation for just being zany. Like so like her abolitionist views aren't seen as like a political difference, because partially because she's a woman. I was so, going to say they don't see her as dangerous. They're just like, oh, she's kooky. Right. So they she's she gets, a nut. She gets the nickname Crazy Bet. Ooh. Uh, yeah. She should be committed for having opinions <laughs> and being able to read. Yep. And then the, all of the men in her social circle just continue to underestimate her. So she uses that to her advantage and she kind of plays it up. So she's she like the way that she speaks to people and the way that she engages with people, like she like plays up the zaniness so that they take her even less seriously. And then she uses that so that she can infiltrate these social circles and she begins spying for the union. And she very quickly brings Mary along with her to spy. Um, So she's uh, schmoozing with all of the Confederates and she starts sending coded messages to the union army. 
And one of the ways that she does this is by frequently visiting Libby Prison. So Libby Prison is in Virginia. It's not in Richmond. Um, so it would have been like a day's like a, a day out or several days uh-huh. out. Like it yeah. wasn't, you know, like in the same city for them. Um, so Elizabeth and Mary would go and Mary was an employee, but they would go kind of under the guise that that Mary was still an enslaved woman. And then they would gain access to the prison under the guise that Elizabeth was just this like zany, kooky woman who just cared about the poor Union soldiers who were being held captive there. And she would like sneak them messages with food. So she would bring like baked goods that Mary had helped her make or she would bring like hard boiled eggs and they would crack open the eggshells and like scratch in like little coded messages on the inside of the eggshells so they'd have these baskets of food and the guards would be like oh it's just food it's just a woman and her well, slave this stupid one yeah 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 and so elizabeth and mary were able to accomplish quite a lot by passing secret messages to these imprisoned God, that's so loud. It is. Oh, let's let's. We talked about this beforehand. Yeah, let's, to tell, it. let's tell the listeners what sort of bullshit us yeah. New Hampshireites it's have to deal with right bike now. Week. It's bike week. Bike week. Everyone who owns a motorcycle in the United States, there's like three different festivals yeah. throughout the year throughout the United States. One is in Sturgis, which you might have remembered from COVID was a big deal that it still happened. Yeah. In North yeah. Dakota. The other one is in New Hampshire and everybody's yeah. here now. It's like, you know, Cancun for spring break. Mm-hmm. That's New Hampshire for fucking bike week. Well, yeah. northern New Hampshire. We just get a lot of motorcycles passing through our mm-hmm. area. I, and then they all go north and they're kind of gone until the end of bike week when they then come back, come back through. Yeah. And it's like, please. Yeah. So stop. so you might hear please. the occasional motorcycle or two yeah. in the background. Yeah. Apologies. We apologize. <laughs> if I can edit it out, I will. But if I can't, you know what? Just fucking deal with it. Right. Deal with it. This is going to happen. We're making content for free. Enjoy it. It's, yeah. <laughs> stop so your bitching. Also, it's ambience. <laughs> <laughs> it's the ambience. Yes. Um. Also, so that that site isn't still there, is it? I know Libby Prison. Oh, yeah. There is. Um, I think there's I don't think the building is still there, but I think yeah. that there's like a monument or something. So Libby so, Prison is like infamous for overcrowding right. and horrible and, conditions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of the Union soldiers that would get captured in that area would be sent to Libby Prison. So I like, feel like BuzzFeed Unsolved Supernatural did a episode on them oh, or something yeah where they, they went have. to the site and shane Maday was like demons it's your boy come get me <laughs> that's, he doesn't that believe in ghosts and it's my it's my favorite part of that show <laughs> the only reason i watch is him antagonizing ghosts and his partner going dude dude you're gonna bring a demon back with you you're inviting him in <laughs> anyways but yeah yes. so i know i don't know i i know they definitely went to like a civil war area prison place i don't think they went in a building i think it was just like the grounds or whatever yeah 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 so so libby prison ends up being home to like a really infamous prison break too um partially because of elizabeth and mary so nice get it (laughs) these two ladies like i said they were sending coded messages using food 
um, to do so. And they helped uh, let the prisoners know like key strategic things about the Confederate military, also about the infrastructure of Libby prison. Um, the prisoners were able to dig tunnels to escape. And then when they escaped, they made their way to Elizabeth's house where they hid out in a secret room in her giant fucking mansion. Mm-hmm. Um, they always have secret rooms. They always have secret rooms. Yes. I want secret rooms. Yeah. So so emboldened by this act, Elizabeth and Mary are like, what the fuck are we going to do next? How are we going to top this? This is amazing. We're spying for the Union. We're, we're sending coded messages to Union soldiers. We're like in all these social circles. And at this time, too, Verena Davis, who is Jefferson Davis's wife, he was like the leader of the Confederate forces. Um, she's hosting all these parties and galas and she's trying to like gain like uh, like fundraising, essentially, for the Confederate mm-hmm. forces. And again, because Elizabeth's social status, she's getting invited to all of these things, even though she's an outspoken abolitionist because she's just kooky. She's fun to have at a party. She's kooky. She's kooky. Um, she's nutty. And Mary is at her side for all of these things. And all of the other ladies just assume that Mary is an enslaved woman. And at this time, it was common practice that, like, if you owned slaves, that you would sometimes, if you were hosting a big gathering, you would ask your neighbors if you could borrow one or two, like a cup of sugar, mm. um, just mm. to help out. Yeah, the, everyone's making gross faces mm. right now, which is the feeling that we should have uh, looking back at this I mean, horrible part of history. <laughs> I'm not like I'm not surprised. I'm, I mean, the people did the same thing with servants too. Oh, like yeah. they would, I mean, at least servants were getting paid and had like room and board and stuff. Although I guess technically <laughs> room and board, if you oh want to call God. it that. <laughs> um, no, but no, they would no. like loan out servants to like nearby families. So I'm not like, yeah, that seems like, yeah, well, yeah, of course they would. I yeah. think sugar you don't get back, to be fair. They're just borrowing <laughs> the slaves. Uh, 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 I'd like to apologize. If it was like sugar, it was like they used them all up and they were just dead at the end. Uh, Shit got dark. Sorry, I mean, guys. I mean, they might have also done that. They were horrible. I'm sure it happened. Slavery sure is happened. horrible. Yes, yeah, it's terrible. Anyway. Um, so Verena, anyway, slavery, bad. Anyways, moving on. Yep. So Verena Davis, Jefferson Davis's wife, would host these big galas and parties and fundraisers. And um Elizabeth and Mary were like, Oh, Mary, like I should like quote unquote like lend you out, and then you can be in like this, you know, um in these rooms that I can't go into as a woman because mm. At these parties, like the men and the women would separate into different areas at certain points. But then the enslaved people would still be waiting hand and foot on both groups of people. So slaves could move in and out of these spaces because most of these white people expected them to be illiterate or unintelligent. They're idiots. Right. They They, can say whatever they want. They're not even going to know what we're talking about. Well, they're not people. So, I mean... So they just completely... It's like having a dog in the room. Right. That's Yeah, that's how they they looked at it. So they completely underestimated her. So Elizabeth began um, uh, having Mary go and help at these events. And then they came up with this other idea that Mary should pretend um, to um, be for sale, essentially. So Elizabeth... Yes, yes, yes. Melissa's making a face. So Elizabeth... I don't like the idea of anybody being for sale unless they're choosing to be for sale. Right. Right. So like uh, so the Davis family is looking for more people to enslave. Um, Mm -hmm. So Elizabeth is like, let's 
pretend that I that you are still a slave and I'm selling you and you can stay in their house full time and send me coded messages and we can get word out to the union side, too. And Mary agrees. What's wild to me is that I mean, I assume it's just because these men are stupid. And again, they're they're underestimating these Mm -hmm. women. But like you'd think it would have gotten around that Mary was free that she was a free like initially like when everything went down when they released all their slaves and they were like getting back all the family members and stuff you'd think it would have gotten around that like oh she doesn't have slaves slaves. she's an abolitionist even if she's kooky right she still you know acts like that's her deal so like why are these men falling for like I mean, I get it's different. They don't have phones and like they're not chit chatting and gossiping every night. They're sending letters that take weeks to arrive. But like and you. Yeah. Like like I think I had that question, too. And the only thing that I can think is that um, that they assumed that maybe because like a lot of a lot of people during this time period would free their slaves. And that didn't mean that they weren't racist. So that didn't mean that they didn't believe in slavery. Um, And sometimes people would selectively free their slaves. Like when we talked about, um, what was it, Thomas Jefferson? Was it Thomas Jefferson? Um, Probably. I can't remember. One of the founding fathers. um, Wait. Like promised. Which which founding father, though? All of them. Was it Um, the $10 founding father? (laughs) No. No, (laughs) not him. No. Not him. He Hamilton didn't What's directly. What's his name? Yeah. Oh, Hamilton. Yeah. Hamilton didn't directly own slaves. He just benefited from slavery from his family, his in-laws. Right. Um, it didn't it didn't he didn't not it didn't bother him enough to stop or speak out about that. So, right. again, like he appeared to be an abolitionist, but like you're not an abolitionist not, unless you're actively working to free people. Right. Right. So like I wouldn't even call him an abolitionist. But anyways, so I think it was Thomas Jefferson. Yes. So he he was like like he had promised to free the man that had worked his whole life as his personal cook and chef. And he said, but only if you can find me your replacement because you're indispensable. Like you can't like that's fucked up. Right. So like people were doing that at this time in earlier in the South where they they would selectively free slaves who had, quote, been like the model slave. Right. Which there's no such fucking thing. Right. But they Sidebar. Would- <laughs> <laughs> this. OK, so first off, I want to I want to put like a little disclaimer on here. I am not saying that this is the same as slavery. Mm-hmm. I am not saying that working for money is the same as slavery but i'm wondering how many people out there have had that situation happen where like either they need to leave and they need to go on like an extended leave or they need to go on vacation or whatever and they're told that they can only do it if they can find someone else that can do their job as good as they can so basically like everything has to be perfect while you're gone or you can't go yep that's what it reminds me of which is fucking bullshit when that head's like okay so i'm so good at my job that i'm not allowed to take a vacation Right. Which is bullshit. That's what you're telling me. Well, because no one else you haven't trained anyone else to do any of this. So now I can't go, which, again, is not the same. Right. No, not the same thing as slavery. Capital. But uh, but capitalism is 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 trying to extract the most amount of work for the least amount of price out of every single person. Right. I'm saying that that instinct has not gone away. Oh, yeah. No. (laughs) And it's yeah. So it's. So when we talk about like people freeing slaves and why didn't the Confederates in the Davis family specifically, who's like in charge of the entire fucking Confederate army, like why didn't they think, oh, didn't Elizabeth like 
free all those people a couple years ago. They, no, she probably kept one because she likes her. Right, because she's indispensable. Like so that And now she's selling her, right. which totally makes sense in our man brain. <laughs> right. So it works. And Mary gets bought into the Davis household. And again, that's they so just dangerous. Assume it's so fucking dangerous. Yeah, that's, that's, that's is the she part like officially I owned? I, she has like a legally fake, so from what i've read what i was able to find is that she had a fake name well okay well in this situation but still as a black woman at this time in american yeah, history there's no way that she could have proven without a white ally right there is no way that she could have proven like, so what if elizabeth dies or right yeah this is the that's the part all about of all the of risk this is they, on mary all of the risk so like, absolutely oh, Right. Yes. So like I'm hoping that she chose to do this entirely of her own volition. And we talked about that pirate power dynamic already. Right. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Elizabeth mm-hmm. is much older than Mary. Elizabeth is white. Mary is black. Like and like Elizabeth is rich. as yeah, fuck. Right. <laughs> so like there's and at this point too, like Mary is married. So like she's choosing to leave her husband <laughs> to leave her friends, her household to leave her whole life. To take on this like different persona and pretend to be in slavery again, which she had escaped at the age of five when Elizabeth had originally freed her. So it's a ton of risk to her. Yeah. Yeah. But she gets into the Jefferson or the excuse me, Jefferson Davis household. And it's easy to confuse Jefferson. They all have the same fucking names. They all have the same fucking names. (laughs) Sorry, white guys. You all look alike to me. You all sound alike. I can't tell you apart. Um, So she gets into this household and she just plays into the prejudices of the time. So Jefferson Davis assumes that Mary is, again, illiterate, uneducated, unintelligent. She just blends into the scenery of the fucking room. So hard, though. She appears to be like smart and to have everyone think that you're a fucking idiot and treat you like you're an idiot and yeah. you just have to like swallow Suck it. Suck it up. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And she not only, not only are, do you have to swallow it, but you willingly put yourself into that that's situation. True too, yeah. Like you, yep. you chose. Hopefully. Maybe Hopefully. that's better. Yeah. Like maybe that's better because you empowered well, yourself to do it. I don't know. Yeah, but it's still I still think it would be really hard. I mean, I can never keep my fucking mouth shut. I mean, that's, I guess, the privilege of being a white woman. Yeah, <laughs> but like I'm always mouthing off. Yeah, like, I would never I'd be terrible. Same. Accidentally read something. Accidentally understand something. Quote, yeah. complex. Make a facial expression when Oops. like Jefferson Davis is saying some fucking batshit crazy racist yeah. thing. Yeah, and, like, you just, know, I, I everything is. Yeah, everything's on here. Yeah. Yeah, I just can't. wearing your emotions. <laughs> I so could she, try, but anyways. So she's she's really fucking good at this though. Like yeah. she's like she's not just like like she seems to be uh, like amazingly well equipped to be a spy. Like aside from yeah. just being like smart, capable woman of her day, like amazingly well equipped to to actually spy. And Jefferson Davis just leaves his fucking papers out in his study. Well, yeah, she and, can't read. And she goes in and cleans and uses her fucking photographic memory to memorize battle plans. Oh, that's, I'm like, she just takes out her phone, takes a picture, <laughs> snaps, mm-hmm. snaps a photo. <laughs> 
<laughs> she uses Snapchat so that it deletes right away. Yes. Um, and she's able to gather an insane amount of intelligence. And she communicates this intelligence outside of the household in two ways. Because she's, as now, she is an enslaved person or, or mm-hmm. pretending to be one. She can't leave the household without permission, right? So she develops a way to 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 hang the laundry out to dry that can reveal coded messages to Elizabeth, who would ride by on her carriage. And she forms an alliance with the baker in town. Yeah, and she gives it. him specific orders for baked goods and desserts that weren't real orders that were actually coded messages. So the entire <gasps> time she's a spy, she's using this like domesticity, right? And like her proximity to like food and laundry and domestic skills to be able to communicate these really complex military plans nice. from the Confederate White House to the Union soldiers. Go to the, <clears throat> go to the bakery, pick up a nice loaf of sourdough, get some <laughs> intel. <laughs> Topple the South. (laughs) Yes. So it takes years before the Davis household is like, I think we have a spy in our midst. And it's like they do figure it. So they start to suspect her. They figure out that they have a spy and they don't know who it is. They definitely can't be a black person in their minds. Right. So it takes months and months and months for them to start to narrow it down and realize maybe it is one of the enslaved people who maybe aren't super happy with the situation that they're in. And then they start to narrow in on Mary. So she, and this is in January of 1865, where she realizes that they begin to suspect her. So she leaves in the dead of night. She escapes before she can be apprehended. She's like, bye. Yeah. And according to legend, she attempts to set fire to the Confederate White House on the yes. way out. <laughs> Get it, girl. Yes. Fucking work. The White House does not, the Confederate White House does not burn down. And some historians refute this fact. They say that it's just lore. They said it's not real. Mm. But I'm like, it could be. We can it, we'll just, we can make it. I'd We're like going to give that to her. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so after What's the their proof that it didn't happen. Yeah, right. So that's so here's my thing, right? Is it there's a bunch of like stories from history about white straight men that we just take as fact, but we don't exactly. have a lot of substantiated proof for. But like when a <clears throat> black woman or a queer person does something amazing, historians are like, oh, there's no there's no proof. Yeah. There's this is not written down. And I'm like, bitch, she was a spy. Yeah. How much shit do you think she wrote down? Like, yeah, I just no. that's true. I was I was making a joke about the burden of proof being on the person that said it did happen. But mm. but also, yeah, you're correct. <laughs> <laughs> the burden of proof should be on the person that said it does happen. And with a lot of the famous white men throughout history, that proof is not there. Right. Yeah. Right. So or um, that proof we'll say is. it happened. She burnt down the fucking White House of the South. Yes. <laughs> she did it. She tried. They, it's no. It. She did it, Burned and they the just they covered it up. <laughs> yeah, built Maybe. it. Rebuilt it out. Real. They built a facade. Mm-hmm. This is now the conspiracy theorist history <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Between coronavirus, uh, magnetism, and covering up <laughs> the destruction of public property. She That's did it, and we're going to prove it. 
So after the war. We're not going to prove it, but it doesn't matter. We're just going to say that it is. Right. We'll we'll say we proved it. No one's going to fact check us. So like one of the articles I was reading was really fucking bitter because like the the fact the or the anecdote that she attempted to burn down the Confederate White House is widely published. And it's according to a descendant of Elizabeth's. So like someone like one of her like great great grandchildren or whatever said that this this is fact and this is what happened. And so it was published in a lot of different like profiles and articles and things like that. And this one article was like, this is not true. This has not been substantiated by any historians. A lot of historians actually refute this. And it was so like nine out of ten articles said this happened. And then this one article was like, they're all wrong. I mean, it could be frustration over genuinely thinking something is wrong in like history which happens a lot like you'll see a bunch of articles about saying one thing and then you'll find like one or two that refute it and then you find out later that the thing that everyone was widely reporting on was wrong right you know like the MRSA vaccine causing autism yeah and the the circumstances surrounding that whole thing the media just fucking ran with it and it's only been you know it took 20 years of people being like, no, this is like what actually happened. Not right. saying that's the case with this guy. This guy might just be an asshole that doesn't like to see uh, women of color get their due. Yeah, we don't know. But I hope she I hope she destroyed some shit. Burned something down somewhere. Me too. Me too. We know at least, at the very least, the fact is that she did help destroy the Confederacy from the inside by leaking intelligence well, to the so, union. Like we can so. say that she... <laughs> She figuratively burnt down the White House. Yes. So. Yes. Figuratively. Fair. She literally, (laughs) metaphorically burnt down the White House. Uh, So, after the war, Elizabeth is the first in Richmond, Virginia, to hoist the United States flag when the Union declares victory. She's like, fuck this. I'm putting my flag up. Um, Ulysses S. Grant personally thanks elizabeth and mary and pays a visit to them at elizabeth's house in richmond Ooh. yes he's um, the 50 dollars founding father <laughs> but elizabeth sadly dies penniless because oh. she spent her entire family's fortune trying to undo the horrors of slavery um having f- yeah bought and freed enslaved people helping a lot I, of people escape to the I north i bet she was happy with yeah, that yeah i was just yes. gonna say i feel like that's the right thing right like yeah, that's, that's yeah the right it's thing. not it's like when you hear about some like great mind who dies penniless because no one respected them as an artist right and then right like hundred like years later she died yeah. doing her life's work like she like right. that's, yeah. that's a good reason to yeah. have spent all that's of your money that's a good reason to not have any money yep, i just yep. hope she died comfortably right right as you could back then (laughs) (laughs) i feel like every death was just fucking agony horrible um mary we don't know a lot about after the war she um just like six months after the war ends we know that she starts a school to educate formerly enslaved people in richmond Love love it um but after that all records of her disappear um, like her name cannot be found. Like there's no like death certificate there. Like and like I said, she had a lot of different aliases. Um, the United States government even still has many of her the documents about her and her identity sealed um, to pro- they sealed them originally to protect her and her family from retaliation in um, post Civil War South. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of them still haven't been unsealed. 
Um, and in June of 1995, she was inducted into the U.S. Army Intelligence Hall of Fame yeah. in Arizona. Nice. Yes. Get it, bitch. Um, and part of that, part of that induction, too, is um, they had like a dedication. And I'm just going to read what it said. Um, she was uh, so one of her aliases was Mary Bowser, just to refresh you, because they call her Miss Bowser in the um, ceremony. But they said Miss. Trying ba- to think of like a, a Super Mario Brothers pun, and I just <laughs> it's not coming, and it's driving me fucking well, insane. It'll come, it'll come. Um, but Miss Bowser certainly succeeded in a highly dangerous mission to the great benefit of the Union effort. She was one of the highest placed and most productive espionage agents of the Civil War. Her information greatly enhanced the Union's conduct of the war. Jefferson Davis never discovered the leak in his household staff, although he knew the Union somehow kept Spug discovering idiot. Confederate plans. Yeah, fucking idiot. What a stupid bitch. <laughs> So, like I said, there's some mystery and misinformation surrounding this. So, like, the descendants of the Van Loo family have made several claims, which some historians have refuted or say are unsubstantiated. You got it. Yep. Yes, you got (laughs) it. You have it. So, um, like, for instance, a descendant of Van Loo said that Mary had kept a journal and, um, like, had religiously written in it all of the things that she had done. And this is how they knew some of this stuff. And then they, like, mm. mysteriously lost the journal. I feel like that's unlikely. Yeah. Would a spy keep a detailed journal? Like, where would... I mean, you would have to hide it. And, yeah. I mean, that would be so dangerous. It Someone sees be. you writing in it. Right. Someone yeah. even sees you with it. What's she doing with a book? Right. Like, I don't I don't know that I believe that. Yeah. I, so I don't know that I Unless believe that it either. Was after the fact that she kind of like yeah uh, filled in you know what i mean like because while she was at in the davis household there's no way that she would have been fucking writing in a journal i don't think she would have written in the davis house i don't know though but the the other claim is that she set fire to the confederate white house um there's another um unsubstantiated claim that she had escaped out of richmond virginia when she thought that the Davis family was about to find her out and she had gone to Philadelphia having been smuggled in a manure cart. Hmm. Um, And then um, some historians even refute that Mary was educated by Quakers, but I don't know why they're refuting that. Cause like, even if there's no record of Mary having been educated by Quakers, we know that she was sent to Philadelphia for school and Quakers are in Philadelphia. Yeah. And we know that Elizabeth had been educated by Quakers so, like, it would make sense to me. That and we Elizabeth, know that Mary could, like, read and write and right. was educated. So it would make sense to me that Elizabeth would have sent her to the same kind of education. Do you prove to the contrary? Like, There's, no. Yeah, no. Or do they just not want someone of her ilk to be prominent in American history? I don't know. It's fucking weird. I think, I'm, mm. I mean, I, that's what I'm Racist leaning Racist historians. Yeah. Hmm. So Hmm. what we do know for certain is that she was definitely a spy for the Union Army. She had been born into slavery. She was freed by Elizabeth, who also became a spy for the Union, and that she used food and other domestic duties to send encoded messages. (laughs) But it was consensual. Consensual scissoring. Yeah. If it can be consensual with that power dynamic. I did. We're we're going to pretend that it is. Yeah. I said they scissored. (laughs) Which I don't... Lesbians, do you actually? Do, I look. No. I've only been with like one woman, and we definitely didn't do that. <laughs> do pe- do women do that? Is that an actual thing people do? 
Seems, I don't know. I feel, I don't know. Seems like there's better ways to go about things. Anyways, lesbians out there, if you want to let us know. (laughs) If scissoring is a common thing you've done, or if you do, you have done it ever, because that seems unlikely. Anyways. Yeah. So that's. I always cut you off right at the end. But you do. You're like wrapping it up and I'm like. And it's funny because I always think, what should my closing thoughts be? How can I wrap this up nice and neatly so that I make sure that I leave people with a good lasting impression of what they've learned? Yeah. Me jabbering about scissoring. Yep. (laughs) Kate's leaving. She's offended. She is. She's done. She thinks that's. No. Kate loves lesbians. Yeah. Let's be honest. Come on. She does. Right, Kate? What? <laughs> yep. Yep. Maybe. Sure. I say Kate. that like I'm getting her to admit to something bad. She not. I just said you love lesbians. Yep. Oh, I do love lesbians. Yeah, lesbians are great. <laughs> it's way more enthusiastic when you know what you're lesbians agreeing to. Lesbians are great. Gays are great. Pansexuals yeah. are great. Bisexuals are great. Happy mm-hmm. Pride Month. Happy, Happy Pride, Pride Month. You're great every month of the year, not just in June. For sure. Yeah. yeah. So that's What's what that I great got? thought you're going to leave us on? I fucking <laughs> Jesus Christ. Ow. <laughs> I'm just trying to fucking segue to Kate now, Melissa. Uh, I haven't been up hope. drinking because I've been good. So now I'm mm. drinking. Mm. Mm. Okay, Kate, do you have a recipe for us tonight? Um, okay, so <laughs> based on the question from the beginning of the of the episode, um, wow, Melissa, <laughs> you're adding so much depth to this so episode. Um, I <laughs> delved into Betty's box and mm-hmm, was trying mm-hmm. to find maybe something for um, hot weather. Hot girl summer. Hot weather consumption. Um, and of course, there's a there's one of her one of the sections is called salads for every occasion. Now Yay. we know if it's a salad recipe, it's gotta be good, right? Like this is just gonna be delicious, tasty things. Um no. No. This is the same show that did a whole episode on jello salads. Yeah. Yes. So Betty. So no. Betty. <laughs> So like I couldn't I could there's there's I'm just going to read you off a couple of the names here and you guys tell me which okay. one you'd really like to hear more about. Okay. Okay. Um chicken salad and melon rings. Ham and I'm mandarin nice. salad. No. Or, no. <laughs> I think Melissa's about to throw up. I like ham. Corn <laughs> corned beef potato salad. What? So Shrimp Irish. and rice <laughs> so salad, <Irish. laughs> uh, jellied chicken salad, mm. uh, tangy, <laughs> tangy tomato, tangy, asp- tangy tomato aspic. <laughs> Wait, what? Tomato ass <laughs> aspic, like aspic. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then there's oh boy, uh, raspberry ring with creamy fruit. I mean, that sounds like it could potentially be good. Yeah. Yeah. So do do we want to go good or do we want to go maybe bad. not good? Amy? I mean, you guys bad. You, you want to be bad. You guys. How about <laughs> cucumber cool salads with a garden relish mold and definitely jello? 
sure yeah sure i feel like horrible i mean i feel like it could not be terrible because cucumber is so light and fresh like that i feel like you could put it anything and if there's any other flavor have you had jellied cucumber though but i feel like it wouldn't be that weird (laughs) and go ahead maybe i'll make this okay so we're making lime we're making lime jello yes we're making the yeah okay um we're gonna shred and uh we're gonna shred a cucumber okay um, we are also going to thinly slice uh, a celery, some celery, a cup okay. of celery, and some green onions, and mm-hmm. we we're going to need some celery salt also. Why? Why? Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't understand. Right. Okay, that's like putting onion salt on top of onions to me. Like why? I mean, celery salt definitely enhances. It's, it's not. Yeah, it's that not flavor. It's, my issue is celery. salt and jello. It's just not. Yeah. So like I gonna... was actually on board until the. So we're pulling, pouring yeah. boiling water over the gelatin. We're in the, mm-hmm. you know, in the bowl. We're making the gelatin. Doing all that business. Doing the thing. Uh, so chill until slightly texture. thickened, but not yet set. Stir in cucumber, onion, celery, onion, uh, and salt. It's the onion. The mm-hmm. onion is the thing I have the real problem mm-hmm. with. It's, it's lime jello, too. Like yeah, lime yeah, jello. Yeah. But like I could see like lime and cucumber. Yeah. Like cucumber water yeah, sure, sure, is delicious. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then <laughs> the there's a cucumber the sour cream <laughs> salad that also goes along with this. So we've got we've got the cucumber onion oh, yeah. thing happening on the, and then the, the inside the here so this is um and this actually sounds a lot like um a cucumber salad that my family makes I, um this is like four medium cucumbers some sour cream a minced clove of garlic some sugar salt white wine vinegar and dill and like you're kind of like um, not pickling, but you're like putting mm-hmm. that in there and it's kind of like doing its thing and becoming a its own like salad situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not so on board. Yeah, the idea. I don't know. I'm still not on board with the with the onion plus jello. I mean, I'm not really on on board with like anything, but anything plus jello because I feel like. Like unless it's fruit, but even that, like I have to, I don't know. It's just, just like it's a textural so, thing. Well, texture, sure, but like well, when this I was is a shredded kid, cucumbers too. Like so, you're right, shredding that, the cucumber. I don't know about that. And, and then like, it's chunks of celery too. Yeah, like the yeah. stringy, like celery so stringy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you, like imagine your teeth just sinking into the jello, like cutting through. And then like and then hitting like gristly because of the shredded cucumber. And then you hit a hard fucking celery. (laughs) Well, I think hitting a hard piece of onion would be more shocking. I forgot about the onion. Does it say what type of onion or just just says onion. So it's not even like we're talking about Vidalia onions or anything like that. Probably just like a white onion. Yeah, probably just a white onion. I don't know. I do want to make a jello salad, even though I know that I probably won't eat it. So I have to like find one that I'm not worried about wasting the ingredients on. We should have a drunk dish feast day where we where we each bring a dish that we've talked about that maybe I don't I feel bad wasting that much food though at the same time. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, oh, we're not gonna if we don't like eat when I made hot dish and we're all like 
Yeah, but, yeah, but your husband, husband ate it. it. Yeah, Jake did eat it all. Yeah, so that's true. Feels like not <laughs> terrible. Um, I just also want to read this one because this was the one that grossed me out the most, but mostly okay. because I don't like corned beef. So yeah, it sounds really, not yeah. I love uh, corned beef hash. Well, you're I, no, Irish. I don't. Don't like it. I, don't I am it. Irish, but that doesn't dictate what I like. I'm not an alcoholic. Well, I f- like Kate. Did you grow up? <laughs> wow. Jesus. Sorry, I'm not an alcoholic, uh, and I'm not in jail for our Irish listeners who are also not I'm mostly Irish. I'm allowed, right? That's how that works. Oh boy, Kate. Did you I've grow up eating corned beef? at all like did you ever eat uh, that? i didn't like it when i was a kid but yeah we did we um i think we made it for uh saint patrick's day we had corn like boiled dinner yeah which now i like i didn't like when i was a kid but i basically didn't like any meat when i was a kid but i wonder almost if like holds true now the exposure to food it's yeah. just really salty beef i don't do you not like pastrami either? I love pastrami. Like I like pastrami. That's the same thing. It just no, pepper not on the, the outside. Same. No, no, not the same. Because corned beef has a whole thing. It's a texture. And well, it's a- right. Like I like brisket. Well, no, if you slice it like pastrami, it's the- but that's not how you eat corned beef. Nobody yeah. eats corned you beef like totally that. Totally can. You can get sliced corned like, beef guess, just like yeah, you, if get you go to pastrami a and you put deli, it in, but in a no. sandwich. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, it's not not the same. <laughs> it's the same thing. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I would argue that the spices that you use to brine it are probably the same. The, the but pastrami has that crust on the outside. I think and this I, has got to be our next Twitter poll because you're outnumbered. What are our pastrami and corned corn beef, beef the, the same, same thing? thing? Yeah, I'm not saying they're exactly the same. I'm. I did say there is a big difference. Like the outside is a big difference, but to me, they taste basically the same. Then the question can be: Do they taste the same? Because I, I'm saying no. I say no. Okay. All right. We'll do. We can't do a taste test. There's no way to do it without you guys knowing which is which. Right. <laughs> so no, well, I this don't want taste immensely of pepper. Gee, I think this might be the pastrami. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. So I'm gonna give. So I'm, I will say maybe I don't know enough about corned beef because corned beef hash grosses me right out, and boiled dinner grosses me right out, and those mm-hmm. are the no, only like two. It things that i've really ever would i eat a boiled dinner over like a roast like when greg makes pot roast no i'll just i'll say that yeah it's not better than like an actual pot roast but i don't some think. people like live for saint patrick's day and salty. their boiled yeah. dinner like they just are all about it and i have yeah. but so this one has okay so beef in this it. is yes so it's cute this was the one that i was gonna choose before okay we, we well, cool. kind of decided well there we go so it's potatoes cooked cooked cubed potatoes delicious yep. a can of corned beef cubed canned nope <laughs> yep um a diced dill pickle uh mm-hmm, some mm-hmm, celery mm-hmm. some onion Mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. the dressing is like olive oil or salad oil white wine vinegar okay um salt no, garlic powder pepper and then i think sour cream is the um is the kind of mixer instead of like mayo yeah so it's exactly kind of, it's potato salad but with Corned beef. Yeah. Um, but then two tablespoons <laughs> horseradish. And nope, I'm out. Cherry tomatoes. 
I'm out. Yeah. Fuck you. You did a really long time, though. Uh, fuck you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think it sounds like corned beef hash, just mm-hmm. cold. Well, corned beef, yeah, I guess. As opposed to... I accidentally got corned beef hash not that long ago. I didn't even know I liked it. I accidentally ordered it. Because I, I, I saw half... I just thought it was like potatoes, I guess. I didn't mm-hmm. realize it was corned beef, and I got it, and I'm like... What is this? Mm-hmm. What is this mm-hmm. meat I'm eating? Yeah. I'm like, it's good. And I had to ask. I was with my family and I was like, what? What meat is that? And they were like, it's corned beef. Like they looked at me like I wasn't even who I said I was. Like I was some pod person. They're like, it's hash. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know all hash was corned beef hash. I also mm. did not know that. Like, I thought that if it was corned beef hash, it would say corned, corned beef, beef hash. hash. Yeah. But it was just called But maybe hash. the corned beef is what makes it hash. Maybe. It was very salty, though. I did definitely have to kind of, like, drink a lot of water because it was very salty. Mm. Probably supposed to have it with eggs to kind of cut that I did. It, that was br- it was a breakfast. I had eggs and toast. It's when we took the helicopter. Mm-hmm. Took the helicopter and flew to a special restaurant. Mm-hmm. And then I got sick on the way back and almost threw up in the helicopter. Oh, no. Yeah, it was bad. I thought, oh, this is the whole time found out my mom had a, a, a like an air sick bag in her bag. <laughs> and like we got off and she's like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to throw up. And she was like, I knew it. Because <laughs> I like clammed up and my like I would my hands yeah. were all sweaty. And I oh, was like, no. and as I'm walking away from the helicopter, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. But the breakfast was good. Anyways, that sounds not. I don't know that I. I don't know. I don't like it when you get to to fuck around too much with potato salad. Right. I love potato salad, but I love very simple potato yeah. salad. I don't. I do like eggs in it, but we've had that conversation. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. That's all I've got. So a delicious selection of hot night. <laughs> salads that make me want to barf night. i don't know that that potato one is a hot night um, yeah. well none of them are you have to boil water mm. for both of them well yeah but you probably like pre-make that stuff like you gotta plan for like jello is not something yeah. that you make spur no, of the moment true. it's not like oh i don't feel like Let cooking let's have jello let set for eight hours yeah <laughs> <laughs> I think that's my always always my issue with Jello. I was just like, if I want Jello, I want it like right now. I don't want it like tomorrow. Yeah, I never want Jello. No, not anymore. When I was a kid, I was. Yeah, I did too. But like, it's never a thing where I'm like, oh, I could really go for some Jello. Like, if someone gave me Jello, I would probably eat it. But I'm not like, oh yeah, I want Jello. Like, it's never a thing that I crave. Give me that bone marrow. (laughs) <laughs> Give me them horses hooves, baby. Oh, boo. I had I Fuck had that horse. Um, Make them into jello. Kids over with my kids the other day and I was giving them snacks and I was like, Would you like some gummies? And this little the little boy was like, Um, are they made with gelatin? And I was like, I don't know. I threw out the package. I think so. I think they probably are. They aren't like all natural or anything. And I mean, gelatin's well, natural. Yeah. Technically. But I was like, they aren't like special. I was like, they're like the cheapest ones I could buy. Yeah. So probably. Yeah. And he goes, oh, no, thank you. They aren't cruelty free. And this kid was like six. Aww, <laughs> but I love that. It was adorable. so cute. 
Everyone's like, you're a better human than me. I'll eat your gummies. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck horses. (laughs) Fuck all animals. Make them into soup. Put them in my gummies. Uh, anyway uh, uh, this episode took a turn yeah. we did it we recorded an episode wow. that we missed a whole week your internet's wasn't a bitch yep so it turns out what'd you do now this makes no sense what'd why this was an issue no so this makes no sense why this was an issue apparently when we set this computer up we never put the wi-fi antennas on it like it came with two Wi-Fi antennas that you can plug in. Oh. So like my Wi-Fi worked, yeah. but I never had like full bars or whatever. Oh. Um, huh. And Greg realized that and he's like, where are the... Vi-? So we found them and we put them on and all of a sudden full bars and now we're fine. It doesn't make any sense as to why we've been able to record every other time. Yeah. Right. With seemingly no problem. And I've been streaming, but I updated my computer. Mm. So something, but now it seems fine. So nice. <laughs> Sorry, we missed a week. Also, uh, Mercury has been in retrograde. <laughs> we talked about that a lot yes. on the stream. <laughs> so Which, it's winding go, down now. <laughs> yeah. Before we go, we do stream on Twitch now that my internet's back up and running. Yes. yes I'll yes. be streaming again. And again, we're still looking at doing like food streams and stuff. It's just especially mm-hmm. with the heat, things get a little iffy yep. on that front but it's something we're working on that we really want to do um and hopefully the three of us can get back together soon too and maybe we can do Yay. some fun stuff then Party. Um, also we did launch our patreon um so if you would like to throw us a buck or two we would be forever grateful um and you can find us at patreon.com slash drunk dish pod uh give us your monies Please. Funny, please. If you feel like we deserve it. If you don't, that's fine too, yeah. I guess. Thank you just for listening. Um, yes. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. We'll take those downloads anytime. For sure. Uh, yeah, but thank you everyone for listening. Um, and we will catch you next time. So bye. 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 <laughs> Fuckers. We let you hang for a while. Thank you for listening to Drunk Dish. For recipes and more, please visit DrunkDish.com. If you like what you hear, subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or Apple Music. You can also follow us on Twitter at DrunkDishPod and Instagram at DrunkDish. And again, thanks for listening. 